Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. everyone, John Wertheim here. It is this week's Sports Illustrated Tennis Channel Tennis Podcast. We thought we'd do something a little different. We're obviously in that three-week interval between the French Open and Wimbledon, but we thought we would pivot away from the pro game for a second and talk a little college tennis. A few of you have said we ought to do more college tennis podcasts. College tennis sort of is in, in I find, in a bit of a... Um, a bit of a strange spot in the tennis sphere. Um, people like it and support it, and we have a number of readers that played college tennis, and yet it doesn't uh, quite capture the imagination of fans the way college basketball would basketball fans, for example. But uh, college tennis obviously has had a nice resurgence, especially as careers have gone longer, the men's side in particular. And today we talk to Brienne Miner. She just finished up her sophomore year at the University of Michigan, and she won the NCAA title, becoming the first black woman to win a Division One singles title. And she did not even know it until a few days later, um, which, which I think is interesting in and of itself. Uh, we talk a little bit about college tennis. She sort of updates us on the state of the game, what it's like to be a college tennis player in 2017. She's very uh, mature and measured and likable. I think uh, I think you'll enjoy this conversation. A little different. We'll get back to the pro game next week. But uh, this week it's college tennis and uh, talking briefly with Brienne Miner, your recent NCAA women's singles champ. Uh, Brienne Miner, welcome. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Good. Thanks. So first, congrats. That's great. Thank you. Thank you so much. I think you're the first NCAA champion female anyway we've we've had on this podcast. Uh, I, I always feel like the French Open gets a little bit. I mean, I always feel like the French Open hoses college tennis a little bit. It kind of gets lost uh, <laughs> lost in the shuffle. But uh, let the record reflect. You are an NCAA champion. What? Um, Thank you. Where? Uh, where are we getting you? Are you? You're. You're done with school. You're enjoying the summer. Yeah, I'm just training right now, getting ready for some summer tournaments. 
You're, oh, yeah. Are you you back home? You're you're from Chicago? I am from Chicago, but um, I'm tra- training in Florida right now. So, And then I'll be traveling around the U.S. for tournaments. So keeping that tennis going. You'll you'll uh you'll, you'll play events all summer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But but you're going back to school, right? Yes, yeah, I'll be going back to school. So uh so tell us your story. Where tell, where, where where do you come from? How'd you how'd you get into this racket? Um well, I come from Illinois and my two older sisters, Christina and Jasmine, actually started playing tennis and once they started, they loved it and then once I came, they got me right into it. So I started about like five or six years old and you know i loved it and never stopped playing it <laughs> do, you, do your folks play yeah my, both my parents played in high school and my grandfather played too yeah wait i was so gonna ask you that like runs in the family i i got it i got a um i got an email from a reader I'm, I'm from indiana i got an email from a reader saying they thought that they knew your grandfather from uh from the parks of indianapolis whoa so, so, you're okay there you're uh it sounds like you're in like hurricane alley or something um, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, all good. T- tell me about. So I, I had an email. I was saying I had an email um, about your grandfather playing in Indianapolis. Is that um, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He played tennis. Um, he played the Kalamazoo tournament, the hard courts for um, boys 16s and 18s. Um, I think he played some pro. I'm not entirely sure, but um, yeah, tennis just runs in the family. Like even some of my. My cousin played at Ball State, and my aunts played in high school. So. How, how did you end up choosing Michigan? Um, I definitely say the team and the coaches. It's like that was the number one thing I was looking for. I mean, obviously, like academics played an important role as well, and I was looking also looking for a big sports school, which you know Michigan provided. But I mean, I was just looking for like a family atmosphere with the team and the coaches. You know. I wanted the team to have like good relationships with um, both the head and the assistant coaches because I saw some teams on other visits where some were close with the head, some were close with the assistant, and luckily in Michigan, like both of them, Ronnie and Taryn, are just great with us, and you know they they just care about us, like they care about our tennis, they care about outside of tennis, and it's just like so nice. So I definitely say like the team and the coaches really got me there. <laughs> and you had one. I was looking it up. One of your sisters went to Oregon, and the other, uh, Illinois, right? Yes, yeah. So you had you had a pretty good sense of what college tennis was like, and the oh yeah, the team yeah. Dynamic. And my parents, once I got onto my visits, my parents knew exactly what to do and like what questions to ask and all of that. So, what were were you seduced by other sports? I mean, were you, were you tempted to uh, try bat? I mean, I, th- I feel like that's something tennis always. It's always challenging for tennis. You know, I, I used to like to, Gordon Hayward plays in the NBA, and he would tell you know I used to like tennis, but then I got seduced by team sports. Did you have that? Did that happen to you? Love being on the team more than anything. I mean, in juniors, you it was basically like individual, and you just be out there playing for yourself. But I personally love playing on a team more. But I know like once I leave college, I'll be I'll, I'm going to try and play some pro tournaments. So going to be like back to going going back to individuals so but i love the team playing on the team because it's just like such a it's more fun and like the atmosphere like you cheering beside each other and playing beside each other is just like so much more fun so what's called i'm i'm sort of curious what what's college tennis like these days i mean how, how much of a how much of your college life is revolving around tennis how much of a sacrifice is it what, what's it like being a, a college athlete these days oh it's 
all tennis all the time. I mean, we practice every single day. We get one day off and work out every day, and we travel on the weekends, and it's just like tennis, 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 and that's for the whole year. You know, some sports is just like the season, and then they're kind of done, and they kind of work out on their own, but we work out and practice together through the fall, and then our season comes in the winter, and, you know, it's it's very tough. I mean, you have to keep up with your schoolwork, and, you know, you're tired all the time, and it's it's a grind for sure, but I mean, it's really fun. And, you know, you're not out there by yourself. You're with your teammates. So they're all, you know, pushing themselves with you, working hard with you, going through the tough workouts with you. So, but yeah, I'd say like tennis is like basically our whole lives in college. How many hours are you sleeping on average? Well, we have 20 hour weeks um, after the fall in the beginning of the fall or during the fall and at the end of the fall we have 20 hour weeks and then in the beginning of the fall we have eight hour weeks so on um, you, you mean on court time but how, how much uh what how, how much how much sleep does a college student get these days hmm that's an interesting question i do not personally i do not get a lot of sleep because there's just so much to do and right when you get home you just want to go to bed but you have homework to do and you have to make sure you eat and all of that but i go to bed pretty late and but you know some of my teammates are good with like time management and like you know getting up early doing work and going to bed early but me personally i go to bed pretty late you've got time to do your work though i mean you're you're traveling on weekends and you're working out and spending time on court you've got enough time to get your schoolwork done yeah i mean like when we take like um, bus rides to matches we'll do homework on the bus we'll try and do homework on the plane um, and when we stay at hotels, like some of us go down to the lobby and work, get up early to work. Um, but yeah, yeah. See, I think, uh, I, I think our, our listeners will be interested to hear about this. Um, t- <laughs> what's, what's the, um, tell us about the, the format in college tennis these days. I mean, there, there are a lot of proposals on the table and I mean, are you, are you playing lets? Are you du- doubles points count for one? What's, what's the format in college tennis these days? So um, the women don't play lets, only the men do. Um, and then we play doubles first, and we have to win two out of three doubles matches in order to get the doubles point. And then we have six singles matches after. And then we usually – it depends on what the coaches want to do, but you can – once a team has won, you can stop the rest of play. And, um, yeah, it definitely depends on the coaches. But usually we try and play it out just so, like, everyone can finish their matches. But um, – Usually at the end of season, you, it's called clinching, and you just, like, stop once a team has won. So, yeah, that's basically the format of it. And so you, two out of three sets um, for singles, and then doubles is a six-game set. So, Are you playing doubles, too? Yes, yeah. So you, you get out there, play, play doubles, and ho- hope you get that point, and then take a break and then go play your singles match? Yeah, there's about like a five minute break between doubles and singles, I believe. And there's there's coaching permitted on changeover still. Yeah, mm-hmm. and even like sometimes if like the court next to you finishes, like the coaches will stand on that court and they can like even coach you in between points sometimes. But yeah, they mostly coach on the changeovers. You you like the coaching or you you cool solving things by yourself? Oh, I love the coaching. I was going to say, I, I always remember Sometimes, there's this distinction, right? Some people are like, just get away, stop watching me. And other people love it when their coach uh, is against the back fence. 
No, yeah, I think Ronnie and Taryn um, are very good with, like, realizing, like, oh, maybe this person needs some space and let them figure it out on their own for a couple games or, like, oh, I should go talk to this person. They're really good with that. So, like, sometimes sometimes they'll give me our, our space and then sometimes they'll, like, come talk to us. So, yeah, they're really good with that. But I, I like both either way. Like, sometimes I like to figure it out on my own, but, like, I never mind Ronnie and Taryn talking to me because sometimes they'll just throw a joke in there to make me laugh because I'm upset. So it's, I like it. How did the um, – tell us about the NCAA tournament. I mean, did, did you go in there saying, I'm, I'm playing pretty well, I can win this thing? Or were you as surprised as uh, it, your, your seating would suggest? Uh, I was actually very surprised. I kind of just went in. like I mean, I wasn't playing too great at the end of my season, but um, I just kind of went in there, you know, like, all right, last tournament of the year you know it's been a long season i'm really tired so i was just kind of like you know whatever happens happens like if i win i move on if i lose i go home so you know but i just kind of went in there relaxed and i think that's what helped me the most you were not seated going into the ncaa tournament was this uh hey listen i'm i can win this thing or were you surprised by how well you did uh no i was definitely surprised at how well i did for sure um yeah, I didn't expect to win for sure. Um, but going in, I just like stayed relaxed. I wanted to have fun, and you know, it was the last tournament, so I was just like, whatever happens, happens. Like, obviously, I'll work my butt off for every match, but you know, I was just happy I could get through each round. And then I found myself in the finals, and I was like, oh, maybe I can win this thing. <laughs> is is that uh, is that really what it was? I mean, you yeah, you yeah. didn't win a couple rounds and said, you know what, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna walk out of this an NCAA champion. I honestly didn't think I would win until the finals, to be honest. <laughs> how how different is the tennis in the tournament than during the uh, the, the Big Ten season, the regular season? Um, I'd say, like, there's definitely tougher players in the individual tournament just because it's like, you know, it's the top-seeded girls that you're playing. Right, and, right. Like, you know, top, like the number one from Florida and UNC and Ohio State. And, you know, in the Big Ten tournament, like, there's still, like, a bunch of good players no, but I think like just like tennis wise and like the you know how higher ranked they are is just like tougher competition. You are the first African American female to win an NCAA singles title, and I saw it. you yeah. did not you didn't know you didn't know that until a few days later. True? No, I didn't. <laughs> so what? So what happened? You uh, did you just said wait a second? I'm going to look this up, or how, how did that even how did that come to be? No, actually, um, I think it was either my sister or my dad or someone. They looked it up, and then they told me. I honestly had no idea. My sister called me up and told me that. So. What, what uh, in your mind, what's what's the significance of that? Is it just something I cool? Mean, I, Is it mean, I mean, what what's the meaning in that to you? No, yeah, I think it's like definitely something that is pretty cool, but like I didn't go into the tournament like, oh, okay, uh, I want to be the first African-American female tennis player to win this. I just, because obviously I didn't know. So, like, I mean, I think it is really cool, but, like, I just didn't have a, like, goal for me. I don't. I try not to focus on, like, the titles, like, of oh, this first female tennis player, first African-American. Like, I try not to focus on that. I mean, I think it's a really cool accomplishment, but, I mean, yeah, I kind of just went in just not thinking about any of that stuff. How I, I feel like we, we see so much diversity now, in the women's game, especially that, um, mm-hmm. I mean, I think we looked it up at, at one point, you know, I, I think six of the top, um, 
American women were were African American. I, I suspect I don't I don't have you know I suspect the Williams sisters obviously have a lot to do with that. But how, how much diversity do you see in college tennis? Um, I definitely say there's like more now than there was, of course. And I do agree. I think the Williams Williams sisters have definitely had a huge impact on that. Because like in juniors, you know, you wouldn't see a lot of African Americans at tournaments and. Even now in college, like, I think there could be more. Like, there's still like, not that many, but it definitely has, like, increased. So, yeah. Do you see um, – where, where, where do you see college tennis going? I mean, is it, it – it is what it is. Is it something that now that pro careers are getting longer, it, it could be a, a, a bigger deal? I mean, where when, – when you're in – when you're sort of in the soup, what, what's the impression of college tennis? I mean, is it something people are looking to grow? Is it just – it's it's going to be there, and there's a team for me. That's cool. Is it is it a growth area? Um, I definitely say like it's going to grow for sure. I mean, but like I don't really know. I think that that's just my opinion. But like you just see a lot of girls today who want to go pro before going to college, and so a lot of people don't get to experience that like college atmosphere and like being on a team and everything. But like I mean, hopefully, I think it would kind of grow in the future but yeah i mean i think it is <laughs> right now are you looking to go pro yes yes i am after college though so you'll you'll play two you'll be a junior in the fall right yeah and i'll just play some pro tournaments in the summer but then go back to school and i'll start like officially playing like after i finish college that doesn't sound like i mean this winning this title is is tremendous but it, it doesn't sound like your life has been turned on its head i mean it hasn't doesn't sound like this has caused you to sort of re- reassess your life or anything like that. Oh no, no, things aren't too much different. <laughs> I was going to say what. Uh, some of it's probably the timing, right? That it's not like I mean, school's already out by the time you won, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so what? But there were still like um, there's like spring term and summer term, so some people are still like at school, I guess. But but no no plans to. Uh, to reassess everything and we're, we're going to see you playing pro tennis in, in the fall. Uh, well, I won't be, yeah, I'll be back for the, um, at college, like playing for the team, like the next few years I'll for sure be, um, at college. And then after I'll be going pro, but you, you will get a wild card into the U S open. They told you that, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) How's that changing your summer? I mean, I'm just really excited because it is the U.S. Open, and I've never been, like, not to play or to watch. So I'm just really excited to have this experience, and hopefully it will be really fun. Do you have a, you have a private coach in Illinois? Yes, I do. Who's who's that? His name is uh, Mark Bay. Oh, I know Mark. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. Oh, we, we see him out uh, – we – we we see him out here on the circuit sometimes. I think he yeah, was, yeah, yeah. Who's he? I think he was working he's with been the Bryans. For like, That's, he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. He still works with them. He's he's been your coach for a while. Yeah, I've been because he worked with my sisters too. So I've known him like my whole life basically, and he's been coaching me since I was like nine, maybe. Oh, that's great. How um, what's the dynamic between your your private coach and your college coaches? Uh, it's definitely, um, like how, like they like, or like me with them or 
my private coach and my college coach is like together. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Like what, what's the, what's the interaction? I mean, it's, do they sort of keep each other updated um, or how, how does that work? Yeah. I mean, like, especially if I'm like, if I'm struggling with like my serve or like my backhand or something like that, like Ronnie and Taryn will maybe hit Mark up or like Mark will like check in with them and like they'll talk a little bit. And so, yeah, they, they um, keep each other updated pretty well. I mean, fairly well, like not a lot. Cause you know, Ronnie and Taryn have like six other girls to worry about. Um, so. Right. What, what, um, what do you like best about your game? Uh, I definitely like my serve and my forehand the best. And also like, you know, working to get to the net because I, I love to volley. I love playing doubles. So i definitely say serve, forehand, and volleys <laughs> if I um, get to the net, which I'm still working on doing. <laughs> so I do that as much as I should. That's what everybody says. This, this, this was a lot of fun. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. That does it for this week. Thanks to our guest, Brienne Miner, talking a little bit of college tennis. Again, I always feel like the college game gets a little bit overshadowed because the championships coincide with uh, with Roland Garros and the sports uh, nerve center is on the other side of the ocean. But we wanted to acknowledge uh, Brienne. She, again, is uh, the champion from the University of Michigan and the first black woman ever to win a singles title. It was nice talking to her, hearing a bit more about what it's like to be a college tennis player these days. Thanks, as always, to my Lovely producer, Jamie Lasanti, who does a great job here. We will have a new guest next week. Um, I'll say it. I think Kim Kleister's Hall of Famer is going to stop by. We'll uh, maybe talk some Wimbledon preview and um, come back in seven days. We'll do it again. Thanks. Keep the suggestions coming. They're always appreciated. You can get this on Stitcher, iTunes, wherever fine podcasts are sold. Have a good week, everyone, and we'll do it again in seven days. Thank you.